When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the No Film School podcast. This is Gigi Hawkins. Today we are covering Mami Wata, the third feature of Nigerian new wave cinema auteur CJ Fiery Obasi. And this film premiered or is premiering at Sundance 2023. And I spoke with CJ as well as the film's cinematographer, Lilis Soares, a few days before we had headed to the festival. Uh, their film is based on a West African folktale. And I'll effuse about it more in our conversation, but it's this sensual haunting, but also very joyful and just beautiful story. And I fell in love with it. The story, it turns, it builds tension, it never lets up. And it's also shot in black and white, but in a way that I have never seen before, which we get into in the conversation. We'll discuss the half decade journey to write the script and how it's CJ's most personal experience that ultimately unlocked the story. How CJ and Lilith tackled the gaze in African filmmaking and really moved to push for an empathetic portrayal of um, of the characters. We'll also speak to overcoming the biggest challenge, a two-week loss of shooting days that they found out just a couple weeks before they were shooting the film, and the director and DP's mutual vision for filming Black Skin. And on top of that, uh, like I mentioned before, I loved the how we touched on filming for black and white and the intention behind it. And then finally, we talk about achieving the most difficult task, filming the ocean at night. I left this conversation feeling just excited as a creator, jazzed about this film, and I really hope you enjoy listening to it. Hello, I'm here with CJ and Lilith. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm CJ Obasi. I'm a filmmaker from Nigeria, currently residing in the Benin Republic. And I'm Lilith Soares. I'm a cinematographer of Maniwata. I'm Brazilian. And <laughs> that's it. And you're there in Rio right now, preparing to, to come to Sundance, right? Yes, that's it. It's, uh, it's a crazy thing. There is many, 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 many things to do um, and finish uh, before before to go there. So I'm very excited. Oh my gosh, I feel that same anxiety of like, how am I going to fit winter clothes into a suitcase? And for context, listeners, <laughs> Lilith is in Rio <laughs> in the heat, and she's turned off the <laughs> fan for the for the sake of your ears. So already, we love her. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, let's start off. CJ, could you just give our listeners a quick overview of your film, Mami Wata? Thank you. Um, Mami Wata is about two sisters who, when sort of like the 
this harmony comes to their village, they must put aside their differences and band together in order to restore the glory of mummy water that was formerly a part of the lifestyle of the village. It's, it's a story of sisterhood. It's a story of modernity versus um, spirituality. It's also a story about, you know, what it means to be African, I guess. So it's a lot of things, but I also feel like it touches on several aspects of genre filmmaking that, you know, mm-hmm. many people might be able to identify with, but in a way that they, you know, uh, we hopefully think that people haven't seen before. Yeah. And, and I had the opportunity to watch the film and I have to say, I, I was so taken with the story and the feel and the look. It was so immersive and it was like sensual and haunting Mm -hmm. and, and the story was moving so quickly, but there was also these moments of like light and play and joy that brought me so much joy. So, uh, just congratulations. And I can't wait for our people to be able to see it. (laughs) Um, now (laughs) I'm curious, how did you, (laughs) How did you two meet? How did you two start collaborating together as director, writer, director, and DP? Elise, you want me to tell the story? Oh, you want... No, uh, no, you tell the story. <laughs> it's better. Okay. Um, I was, okay, so from the very beginning, I met her through. Well, I guess someone recommended her to me, but it wasn't just her because I, I had pitched in 2019. I was in the process of pitching the project in several labs, several workshops. And I happened to be um, at a pitching forum in, in Norway, in Oslo, Norway. Um, and I was pitching Mami Water to this, like a room full of Norwegian producers, possibly for funding it from Norway because we were looking for mm-hmm. money from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, after the pitch, I met with this Mexican-Brazilian producer who was also there in the forum with her own project. And she just asked me, I don't know why, she just asked me if I had, um, if I had any um, cinematographer attached to the project. At this time, I didn't. So she said, she asked me what I was looking for in a cinematographer. And I said, um, well, obviously, I want, a, I want a kick-ass cinematographer, but I wanted a spe- specifically a woman of color cinematographer because I feel like there's something that I bring um, and a kick-ass woman of color cinematographer would also bring something special, and together we can uh, really create and innovate something fresh. Um, so she had a couple of names, not a couple, maybe four or five names or so, and I kind of went through everybody's you know, CVs and bios and showreels, but something about Lily's showreel just stood out. Um, and, and in her bio, she said that she was working on how to innovate, how to capture dark bodies and dark skin. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, she, she wrote that in Portuguese, but roughly translated. I, I got mm-hmm. what she was saying. And so I sent her an email immediately, and she responded almost immediately as well. I sent her an email saying, This is my, um, I'm making a movie called Mamma Water, I'm shooting in black and white, blah, blah, blah. This is what, it, what I intend to do. Mm-hmm. And and she replies almost immediately and says that she's doing her Orisha initiation uh-huh. <laughs> at the time, which was crazy because uh, one of the deities of Orisha is Yamoja, and Yamoja is a mermaid goddess. Mm. <laughs> so it just felt like 
it was, you know, like, like there was something high up power at work. Total kismet. Um, yeah, exactly. So that's Absolutely. how we got talking. I love that. And, and one of the things that really stood out to me and immediate when I was watching the film, it is black and white and the way that it is lit is so beautiful and contrasting. And I, and I think that you've built it in a way where the, like the whites are blooming and the, the, like the way you shoot Mm -hmm. black skin is so, so beautiful. And you're also shooting a lot at night, which feels like the the challenge that yeah. filmmakers are always talking about. So what were those early yeah. conversations about creating the look of the film that you knew CJ would be in black and white, but as you guys were creating that together? Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to answer my own part, and then Lilith, you have to <laughs> say something about But um, <laughs> fr- From the onset, I, I, I knew the exact tone and the not just the tone, and we weren't just going for like a regular black and white. We wanted the black and white that was organically part of the film. So mm-hmm. that even if even if if anybody watched the film, you would go like, no, I can't imagine this film in color. Right? Because there there's a lot wow. of a lot of black and white films that you watch and it, it's nice, it's well shot, but you're like, it could have worked in color. You know, it could have yeah. worked in color. So we didn't want something that seemed like it was an afterthought or or a gimmick to be more at house or whatever. So the black and white was really rooted in the in the development, in the set design, in the in the costume, in the makeup, mm-hmm. everything was it was rudimental mm-hmm. to the look and feel, the sound and everything of the of the film. So in in creating the lighting and the and, and the contrast and all of those things, it kind of blended because it was all part of the story arc and the world that we we had already mm-hmm. um, initialized. Yeah, um, for me it's like um, well, uh, this is a special feature for me for me towards uh, because I I got on shooting uh, I got on the set uh, when I uh, received the email from CJ. It was my first series in a. Uh, a city in the north of Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, Fortaleza, is very hot. And I was like that, what? <laughs> Back and white, uh, Nigeria, future film. <laughs> and I, I look at the first ID because uh, uh, she was uh, near me. And I, and I said, this, this is a spam. <laughs> no, it's, it's, not, it's not true. Because uh, I have uh, the, the subject. Uh, I have a personal and professional subject in my life. It's about black skin. It's about the culture. It's about uh, religion. For me, it's a mission. Mm-hmm. It's about a profile uh, that we don't have uh, cinematographers li- uh, like me he- here in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I didn't have references anywhere. <laughs> so uh, the way uh, to in my life, in my career, it was always hard, difficult. Mm-hmm to do what I want to do because I I love black people. I love my family. I love my history and my history of my country. And the history of my country passes by Africa. And in my religion, we study a lot of things and we feel a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never seen uh, something uh, in the black people in the movies, in the cinema, 
And I would like uh, something like this, beautiful and uh, powerful. Mm -hmm. And I, I had in my my head, but I I I, I couldn't explain. Mm -hmm. And we uh, and when uh, CJ arrived with uh, his ideas, I thought, what? <laughs> He th he think uh, he thinks the same thing like th that me uh, than me. So uh, wh what is happening? <laughs> so okay, I, I I would like to do this, and uh, we study a lot. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, we had uh, already something in our head. Mm -hmm. You know that the there are uh, the, uh, there was something that uh, we didn't see, but. Uh, it was in our head, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So uh, it, we just organized the idea, and we tried a lot yeah. and hard to put the idea in the practice. Yeah. So uh, I would like uh, to, in my uh, cinematography, I want to talk about existence. Mm -hmm. Is about it because even the night in the dark, the black people exist. Yeah. So it's not about uh, uh, the difficult to like the black people. Mm -hmm. It's about what you you think about the black people, and I think that black people is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So I would like to show this uh, with uh, value and um, beauty. Yeah. And uh, this history for me, it's <laughs> it's something more because mm -hmm. it's about my religion mm -hmm. and uh, shooting Benin. It's a it's a huge thing for me. We we had many 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 moments very very special in this movie, and uh, it's a lot of mo my moments. I, I can't uh, tell everything because we don't have time. Yeah, I'd love but to hear one if if you. If you want to share, yeah, but but for me, it's it's uh, it's true. Uh, when we uh, in Sundance, it's because of uh, we did something special, and we put our force mm -hmm. and mind and soul in something that we believe. And a little bit of blood. So <laughs> a little bit of blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh blood. my gosh. It, well, it it's, that, it's true. <laughs> whose blood are we talking about? A little bit of everyone. <laughs> A little bit of the few. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It absolutely shows. And I, I loved what you said, CJ, about like the, the intention behind the black and white it touching every single part of the production. Because when you say it, I'm like, oh, absolutely. That, that makes sense. Uh, but you know, in, in watching it, I, I get so lost in, in the moments, in the visuals. And, and I think it speaks to just how visually stunning it is, but also the performances, also the story. Like it's just, everything has been put together in this beautiful experience. And that's what it felt. It felt like a, like an, just an immersive experience. Now I, uh, so I much. am, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> so 
I know I'm just being effusive, but I just, I, it, it was so incredible. No, no, it's, it's great to hear. It's, it's great to hear. <laughs> uh, I have two questions. One is, what was the biggest challenge of the shoot and how did you guys, how did you folks o- overcome it? And the second is, I specifically want to hear how you shot the ocean. Because shooting the ocean is notoriously oh, an impossible okay, thing th- to do, and you that, 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 that second <laughs> question that second question goes to Lilith. I'll answer the first. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I'll answer the first. Lilith, Lilith if you how don't do you mind, capture you the ocean? If you, if you don't mind, you you can answer that. that how did you capture the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me answer. Let me answer so, my, my question first. Yeah, you you answer first. Um, the um. Um, the challenge, the biggest challenge happened to us at the very beginning, like even before we started shooting. So we had, um, we had, um, a partner. Um, I, I wish my producer was here to give you the details, but this is what happens, right? We had a partner attached to the project as an executive producer. And mm-hmm. it's not a money executive producer, but a, an executive producer who owns like one of the biggest equipment rental facilities in the country based mm. in Lagos. So that was their contribution to the film, right? Or that was supposed Amazing. to be their contribution to the film. And then, so, you know, like if, if someone is going to provide everything from cameras to lights to grip to like everything, mm-hmm. that takes away a huge chunk of the cash budget, the um, cash from the budget, the actual cash. Mm-hmm. So we arrived, I think we arrived, on, we arrived sometime in 1st December-ish mm-hmm. to camp. and. Equipment of what year? Was supposed to, um, 2020. 2020. 2020. Okay. Yeah, December 2020. And we were supposed to start shooting the last week of Christmas, like the week of Christmas. We were supposed mm-hmm. to start filming after, after Christmas, after um, 26. Yeah. So we had four weeks of um, pre-production on ground, and then we start shooting and shooting to the new year 2021. That was the plan. So while we are there, at some point, the equipment um, guys ghosted us. So we had finalized oh. the, we had finalized everything, mind you. Their lawyers, you know, that the, the, the agreement was already drawn even before we came to set. It was drawn way back in Nigeria and Lagos. Their lawyers had checked that, you know, it was fine with it. Our lawyers was fine with it. It was just a question of signing. When it got to that point, they ghosted us. But because of the nature this of the movie, this gives me anxiety. This is exactly. giving me anxiety right now. So you, yeah. so you get what you get what that means, right? So, mm-hmm. and mind you, the uh-huh. type of film we were making, even though we had four weeks of pre-production, other aspects of pre-production had already started months before. So, right. for example, the costumes had already started being made because I wanted the costumes to be a specific fabric. I chose with my costume designer. We we I designed all of those designs on the costume. I designed it. I designed wow. them myself because I'm a production designer, you know. So I like I did so, all of that work, uh, the 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 sets, everything. I designed all of them. so all of that had to be done months prior to even us arriving on set. So money mm-hmm. had already started being like was already being spent, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're at the point where okay, bring in the equipment. So this guy goes stuff. So all of a sudden. We can't, everybody's on set, everybody's in camp. You can't say, go lead. You can't tell Lilith, go back to Brazil. You can't tell, <laughs> yeah. um, you can't tell the lead actress from Ivory Coast, go back to Abidjan. The, yeah. the machinery was already in place, right? Right. So 
Now we start looking for who to rent equipment from. And you know what that means? Because it means we have to take money out of the purse, money that was supposed to be for the running of the production, like the day-to-day feeding, logistics, things like that. Now we're taking more deep in our hands into that purse to pay for equipment. So, you know, you already know what that means. So we were, we were planning to shoot for six weeks. Initially, we ended up shooting for what, four weeks. Even less. Wow. And so that took a whole... Even less. Even yeah, less. Yeah. Because yeah. it's 24 days. We started shooting January 1st. We were supposed to start yeah. filming around December mm-hmm. 26th. We started shooting New Year's, January 1st, mm-hmm. and then we shot till this um, January 24th. So we wow. shot 24 days. And there's a lot of reinventing. We had to reinvent a lot. I had to rewrite a lot of things, mm-hmm. take out a few things, and shoot more. So we, we had to rethink a lot of things mm. in order to still keep the essence of it. So that was the challenge because as soon as we, we spent that money on equipment, mm-hmm. it had like a domino effect on everything right, else. Right. So, um, yes. wow. so yeah, that was our biggest. I don't think, I think everything else, every other challenge, you can always refer it back to this. Yeah. yeah every other challenge refers to always, you know, now, goes back to this one thing. The, this core thing, the domino yeah. effect. Now, yeah. was there any sort of, out from obviously you guys had to pivot and that was probably the most stressful thing in the world but was there anything that you discovered in that process for example having to change the way you were thinking about a scene or actually like one of the things that i loved Mm -hmm. were some of the shots you frame it in a way that's just so beautiful so beautiful but also you're letting the drama unfold within the scene so i like for example hero and prisca coming together at a certain point they i think that Mm -hmm. was one shot and 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 i'm just like that's my favorite relationship like of the year (laughs) of any movie i've seen i'm like hero and prisca they're so freaking cute (laughs) i love them um but uh i loved seeing them come together and then seeing this turn in the scene and so i wonder like did that start as a scene with more coverage and then you're like well let's see how it unfolds this way no i think i think lilis correct me if i'm wrong but i think that was one of the scenes that we shot the way we always wanted to shoot oh good we didn't have to like like, improvise or anything was always the plan to shoot it that way like in one shot and then have the reverse um reverse for well not to give anything the reveal yeah there's a big great (laughs) twist in it yeah 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 when i remember yes um the the process uh this movie was very very crazy because uh in the beginning with the the big problem that i (laughs) that we we had uh my my head's like wow and wow, I, why? Like, is this what I clicked for? Is this what I left Brazil for? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. What what can I do now? What can I do? So uh I, I did what I what uh, what I could could do uh, this at this point I study. Mm. I study and I talk with talk to, to CJ and we study every day and write and talk about the movie. Or what what we want to do and change and discuss everything mm. everything we discuss uh, each scene we discuss so uh, we did a, a a movie that I I knew what uh, exactly what CJ would like to do mm-hmm. and what we uh, we were looking for. Sorry, my English. I, no, I oh my gosh, my English. And I, I don't practice English every day. Better than my, day, better than my so. Portuguese. 
You're, so you're doing great. I'm totally <laughs> following you, Lilith. Yeah, and, and the set it, it was in English and French. Mm. It's in, it's a set in English and French. Wow. Oh my so, she, speaks, uh, she speaks French better than she speaks English. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't so speak any when, when, English, so you uh, guys are way ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> so I did many times my list of equipment, mm -hmm. many, many times, but because it changes every time, every time. And what? <laughs> how, how can I do this movie? So uh, what we see in the screen, it's about what I would like to do and uh, with uh, more limitations because I didn't have the march, mm -hmm. you know, when we shoot, I would like to have the march to have uh, grace uh, on the black, you know, mm -hmm. the, the tones and everything. And this movie, it was uh, very uh, specific. Mm -hmm. So if I have a diff uh, with uh, the draw of the light, it's very... Fun, you know, uh, it's, there is a line, even in the smoke, there is a line. So it's always the line and the dark, but uh, we have uh, a great, we, we didn't, uh, we didn't uh, want to have uh, many uh, tones of gray, mm -hmm. uh, shades of greens in this movie. We would like to have black, dark gray, and white. Mm -hmm. So, um, there is very uh, a lot of uh, wetnesses in this in this move and uh, difficult about uh, difficulties about the structures too because uh, I don't know we, we lost a high high disc mm. yeah and and because we we had many it, it many many problems sheets we lost oh my gosh in, in yes. the middle of all of this <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yes wow. Remind of all of this we lost, and and and, and there is a, a detail very important because we shot in uh, on the beach mm -hmm. uh, for the assistant of camera and for and for talk cinematographer. Uh, we know it's very hard to shot on the beach because you know and in the night. So uh, it's for me it, there is no a biggest challenge. Everything, yes. <laughs> Uh, every day, uh, yeah, sh shooting was a challenge in this, this movie. So shooting the the beach, shooting the ocean at night, it, it actually seems like something that somebody would laugh when I tell them that that happened and it was successful or, you know, uh -huh. when... But it's so critical to the story. The ocean is yeah, yeah. is the yes. like grounding of the film. And so how did you guys think about... I assume you didn't have a budget to put lights on a barge out in the into the ocean, but you still mm -hmm. lit it so beautifully. So I'm actually curious from like a technical perspective, how did you physically light it? Uh-huh. I, I say about the time, the, the best time to shoot uh with the the moon, the light of the moon. Mm. And uh the state of the ocean for me, the ocean is like a character in this move movie. It's uh, it is a, a big character mm -hmm. in this movie. There is a character. So there is the, the eyes of the ocean, the perspective, I don't know, uh, perspective of, of the camera. Yes. Uh, there, is, uh, the, there is the eyes of the, the ocean everywhere. Every scene, uh, we have a new gaze. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, there is uh, somebody that we don't see, but we feel. Mm -hmm. 
every time. And uh, somebody that uh, guides the story and the camera and the, the, the way that we look, look at the, these people. Yeah. So the ocean with that texture, uh, uh, when we have the contrast at, at the day, but we uh, see the texture of the ocean. The ocean is always the movement and we don't have a deeper field, a lot of deeper field because I, I would like to have the ocean like uh, near to the yeah. characters. It's, it's like uh, the ocean is here too. Mm -hmm. It's not there, mm. Yeah, you know? So we see the, the uh, like pa pattern, Yeah, you know? And, and uh, we feel the ocean. Uh, I don't know if it's clear, but uh, it's it's clear and it's it's yeah, unlike anything it's a, it's I've seen presence. before. It, it's totally. a which that is that that runs, you know, through the entire film. So just exactly. the same way we we give attention to the characters, we give attention to the ocean as well. So, like for example, I, you're gonna find some scenes where after a dialogue, after a dialogue or no dialogue, the only mm -hmm. dialogue going on is the ocean going. Having dialogue, mm -hmm. so like the, it's I, like we 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 treat yeah. we treat the ocean the same way we would treat like a a, a real character in the mm. film. It I, I, it comes yeah. across. I'd love to actually use this as a way to segue into some of the symbolism and the choices that that you made around around that and and instilling meaning in for example the ocean is a character yeah. and 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 so where are other places that as as filmmakers you guys were like oh this is where we want to infuse this without giving spoilers uh, i know this is hard <laughs> <laughs> i think in the very beginning we we kind of established that like from the very beginning of the film the idea was to kind of set the tone for what the film is about so that by the time the film ends, it, and mm -hmm. then the beginning makes more sense to you, mm -hmm. you know? So um, yes. the, the, the ocean obviously is a character, but it also symbolizes the queen of the ocean, the, the deity herself, mm -hmm. um, Mami Water. Um, Mami and Water. That, every time you see the ocean, that's the symbol. That's who we are talking about, right? That's who, you know, yeah. what, what it represents. Um, but also beyond that, you have the people themselves and their mm -hmm. in interaction with the ocean, how they relate with the ocean. And there's a sense of awe that they have of the ocean. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. for me, it's a symbol. That sense of awe is a symbol in itself because that's the same sense that Christians have for heaven. That's the same mm -hmm. sense that, you know, Muslims have, or you know, um, Hindus have that. We are all religions have a sense of awe for their symbols, mm -hmm. right? So I want we wanted to capture that, this, that sense of awe for what is for them meaning, mm -hmm. power, you know, glory, all of those, all of those high ideas and um, mm -hmm. lofty principles or you know science or whatever of spirituality we wanted to kind of elevate all of those things in in how they interacted with the ocean so it wasn't there was never any conversation about negativity that even came into the conversation in terms of reflecting their culture which is usually mm. what what you see when african culture is in conversation there's a kind of gaze and i, and I like you know, that lilith used the same word as well you know the when you talk of gaze, which has become a, a conversation now, mm -hmm. you, you think of how 
Africans are captured in mm-hmm. today's African films. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not just a problem. It's it's not just a problem. It's not it's easy to to blame it on the West. It's not that it's not just a Western problem. I think it's it's a cop out to blame it on the West. We, we Africans, mm-hmm. we also suffer from this gaze uh, deficiency because of how mm-hmm. we see ourselves. And so a lot of the times when the camera is, mm-hmm. is capturing Africans, it, it captures Africans in a sympathetic way. And for me, that I've always had an issue mm-hmm. with that. I just never knew how I was going to tackle that. I mean, in my early mm-hmm. career, until until I, you know, I worked it out with Lilis. But it was always mm-hmm. about how how do we not do that? How do we not capture mm-hmm. Africans in a in a sympathetic way? And I realized it's not about capturing Africans in a sympathetic way. It's about capturing Africans in an empathetic way. Because mm-hmm. empathy and sympathy mm-hmm. are two different things. Empathy has yeah. to do with with see the humanity in another person. Yeah. Not, you don't you don't feel sorry for them. You just see them as you would see yourself. So that for me was mm-hmm. the okay, I think the key to unlocking the first code as to how we were able to capture the people of E and make them look like yeah. essentially gods on camera. Yeah. They they mm-hmm. looked they looked yes. amazing on the camera on camera and as characters, but also let's talk a little bit about the characters themselves. Because I think the it's it's interesting hearing you speak to wanting to leverage like an empathetic gaze and and being aware of that and and i think the every single character in this film felt so strong and specific and designed to tell this the best version of this story and and like i keep coming back to this idea that how it all fits so well together to an audience because the characters are so rich and there's very specific dynamics. So in uh, CJ, as the writer as well, how did you start to build and who did like, at the end of the day, whose story do you think it is? I have an opinion of who I think it is, but I'm curious, like whose story do you think it is? I want to know what you think. (laughs) I think it's Preska's story. Um, And, and it feels like everyone is built around her, but I'm curious what you think. Um, at, at some point in the writing process, it was Zingwe's story, um, and then it, and then it slowly became Priska's story. But I think that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because when you reach the end of the story, you're going to be able to connect with both sisters on mm-hmm. and and the meaning behind their individual destinies. Um, yeah, and you know where it leads. Without again, no spoilers. But the, how to how I developed that? I mean, we spent I spent six years writing this particular wow. script. So it, it, it was it wasn't very easy in the beginning because my first instinct was to try and do Jean because I'm a fan, I'm a student of Jean. So that was my go-to. Like if it's too yeah. hard, I'm just gonna do genre tropes. And 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 when I do We that, love genre at the yeah, film yeah. school. So I know, I know, I know. I love genre. I love genre. But but when I did that, it felt like something that has been done before. It felt like something so mm. few people have been done before, right? The only difference was that it was set in a West African fictional village, which I guess would have still made it fresh, but that wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something yeah. deeper than that, yeah. something that had more meaning, mm-hmm. something that reflected even like some my own my own fears, my own thoughts, and my own um, ideas about 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 us, about our, our spirituality, our identity. 
um, my own personal identity. Mm -hmm. And so after about two years, I think of writing several drafts. And I just, I think I wrote about nine drafts between 2016 to 2018. And then I eventually just got rid of all the drafts and started again. And then, and that's when I started doing labs and workshops. And, but even though it felt like an external journey was more or less an internal one, because as soon as I figured out that the two sisters, the road to understanding these two sisters was through my sisters, like my late sister, who I had mm-hmm. lost um, 10 years apart. But when I realized that, it kind of opened uh, like this floodgate of inspiration. And every everything, it's like, it's like, you know, trying to figure out a jigsaw. And when you find that one jigsaw, every other thing, kind of makes sense. All the pieces make sense. So yeah. all these other ideas, I knew I wanted to talk about identity versus spirituality. I knew that I wanted to speak of some of the colonial um, situations in, in West mm-hmm. Africa and how that affects religion and our culture. I knew I wanted to have all, you know, all of these things, but I didn't want to make like an issue-based film at the same yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, one of these, you we're making an issue-driven film. No. Like I said, I'm a big fan of genre. So I still wanted yes. to make genre. I still wanted to make genre, but it was how to find my way into all, into all of that. And, and so I think the key was when I, I realized I was writing about my sisters. And so that's why the film in the end is dedicated to them. Thank you so much for sharing about the journey that it took to get to this, to the draft that was shooting. I think it's so easy as filmmakers to, to, when you see a movie like this, it feels like, well, this is the obvious story. It's so clear and, and works and folds into each other. And it has, mm-hmm. it, it works so well, but it takes, it should be seamless to the audience, but it takes so much work to get there. So the fact that it took you six years and, mm-hmm. and going into these labs and accessing your personal experience and, and, and it sounds like this is a tribute to your sisters as well. I mean, what a what a like story to be sharing. So thank you. And it it absolutely comes across. But a reminder to our listeners that it 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 takes so much work to get to this point. And I mean, it's so impressive. Now I have one final question for both of you. And you guys are you are pretty experienced filmmakers here. Now, if you could go back to your first feature, uh, your first film, and give yourself some advice, what would it be? Mm-hmm. I think uh, the first, uh, wow, the the most important advice is uh, be patient. <laughs> Love that. That's it. Because uh, I, I think each movie has uh, his ways, you know, and, cho- and choices. So uh, sometimes the movie uh, gives us to find the solutions, the, the ways, and to, to create a message, to put the codes and everything. So be patient, because uh, sometimes we, uh, when we... We want to see very quickly the results and the history and everything. We lost many, many things on the way. Um, I think that's it. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. 
Yeah, so with my first film, Mojuju, we were shooting on no budget. It was a no budget feature, and we had we didn't have a lot of money. So uh, looking back on that, I, I I went in with a lot of very like over a lot of confidence <laughs> because yeah, because because for me at the time, I I felt like I needed to not seem like I didn't know what the mm-hmm. heck I was doing. Um. Just to, just to push through. Um, it ended up working, but at the same time, I think it, 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 I, I, I missed a lot of um, learning that I could have if I had slowed down a little bit. But, but then again, when I look back, I feel like things worked out the way they should have because at the end of the day, we didn't have money to make the movie. But um, I, one thing I learned was whatever you're doing, just have those moments where, where you kind of slow down and appreciate mm. the process. The process of filmmaking because filmmaking it's a i think it's a huge privilege that we get to do this at any level and at any whatever the budget is just the fact that you can think something write it down and go and shoot it and people watch it i think it's it's such a cool way to live and the process is something that we should be in just you know slow down and fall in love with the process i I love that. Especially I had a different career that the listeners know, but I did my plan B before becoming a filmmaker and being on set and, and, or being in a theater when somebody's watching something, it is truly the best feeling. It truly does. Yes. Um, So fall (laughs) in love with the process. We'll leave it with that. Thank you both so much for joining us. Congratulations on your film. It's in the U.S. dramatic thank or the you. world thank dramatic you. competition. Um, and uh, thank you again. Thank you, CJ and Lilith, for this amazing conversation. I feel so full after hearing about the journey to make Mami Wata. And I hope that our listeners enjoyed it as well. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you came away with a couple of tips that can inform your process as a filmmaker. For me personally, I loved their takeaways. Have patience for the process and have love for the process. It's so important because what we're doing is really, really, really hard. And Thank you to No Film School for hosting us. If you like this, you can rate and subscribe. And you can find us on the web at nofilmschool.com. Follow on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and send questions to editor at nofilmschool.com. I'm at Lost in Graceland and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.